Hi, and welcome to The Current, the official podcast of Riverfront Federal Credit Union, where we'll share our insights and experience to help you achieve your financial goals. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into The Current. Hi, welcome to episode number three. Today, we are going to be talking about fraud. But before we get into all that, we're going to do some introductories. I'm here with Tony. Tony is our creative director. Say hi, Tony. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm also here with Tim McLeod of the Clan McLeod. No, I'm just kidding. I am. <laughs> you know, I, I love that TV show, The Highlander, and it was always the Clan McLeod, so I always thought that was kind of a funny. But anyways, here with Tim McLeod, CEO and president of Riverfront Federal Credit Union. Also, we have a special guest with us today. His name is Steve. Steve is the vice president of Asset Recovery. That, that, that title sounds pretty cool. It almost makes you seem like Indiana Jones or something. Like you're going out there and you're getting our stuff. <laughs> what, what is it that you do for us out here at Riverfront? Well, it, it's not, it's exciting, but it's not that exciting. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, not, it's not Indiana Jones, that's for sure. Come on now. <laughs> so I guess um, I'm looking out for primarily the assets of the credit union, also the, the members' deposit accounts from the perspective of making sure that if, there, if a member has a situation where on the loan side, if the member has a, an occurrence whereby they have a, a difficulty making the payments, what we'll do is we'll assist them and try to get them back on track. Awesome. From the other side of the equation, from the member side, it's really to do everything that we possibly can in order to make sure that there's no issues vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, um, the money they have on deposit. Uh, and what I'm referring to there is making sure we keep fraudsters out of the equation. Wow, that's a, that's, that, that's a very... Good, good way of explaining that. Uh, Tim, Tim, before we start off uh, talking about fraud and getting into it, did you have any uh, opening statements or anything that you wanted to say? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, as usual, Joel, uh, you know, we welcome Steve here to uh, talk about something that's very important and what I think anyone would agree that is something that is running rampant right now and that's fraud yes, uh, yes, you know, there's always a bad actor out there that sits around and does nothing and they want to steal other people's money mm -hmm. and uh, we do a lot of things here to prevent that but I think the bigger thing and, and what we'll get into uh, into the meat of, of, of this talk today is is what can you the consumer do to protect yourself from those that are trying to steal your money. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely want to protect yourself from somebody stealing money. I know I do. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, my uh, my daughter, If we, we, before we get into everything that we're going to talk about, my daughter, she was buying uh, T-shirts online. She had just got her first job. It was, she was really excited. She's been saving up money. She got her first comma in her account, meaning she got over a thousand dollars in her account. So we were nice. She was super, <laughs> super excited, and so she was buying uh, anime T-shirts from online from all over the world. Which I was like, oh. I was like, Gabby, you you, you can't do that because you don't know who right. or where you're buying from. Right. But she was excited. She knew what she was doing, and then uh, the one morning she gets up and she goes, Dad, all my money's gone. And I was like, what do you mean? What'd you buy? She's like, I didn't buy anything. All my oh, money is gone. No. 
So we looked in her account and part of the description was that she donated over a thousand dollars to somebody's GoFundMe account for their birthday. And we were just like, there's no way. I was like, come on now. So, of course, since I work for her. $10 maybe. <laughs> I'm not donating anything like that. So, for myself, I was like, oh, well, I work at Riverfront. So, I said, we're going to give my job a call and we're going to take care of this. Sure. And so, I called directly to the person in charge. And within minutes, she's like, okay, we got you. We've seen this before. And she took care of it. So, I was very, very happy. Right. With, with that situation. And I, I know people deal with that stuff all the time. They do. So it's definitely, definitely something that to be look out for. So, Steve, I have a bunch of topics here. The topics are account takeover, check fraud, uh, card fraud, P2P fraud, which is person to person. We'll get into that. And wire fraud. So let's start with account fraud, account takeover. I'm sorry. What does that actually mean? What is account takeover? Is that somebody uh, coming in through online banking or what, what does that actually entail? Before we get into that, Joel, I wanted to just stress a point that Tim had mentioned. And, and Tim had mentioned that fraud prevention takes everybody yes. to, uh, to prevent it. It does. So members, credit union, everybody mm -hmm. needs to be spot on as far as recognizing what's going on with their account. Yes. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit more right now. And we'll talk about account takeover. What is account takeover? I'm going to say within the last uh, within the last uh, several years here at the credit union, at all credit unions, all financial institutions, and across the country, uh, it's probably the sore spot and, and the generator of a significant number of losses over that period of time. And, and what has caused that is account takeover. Hmm. So what happens is account what you want to do is in order to avoid account takeovers, is uh, there's a couple of mechanisms that can, you can employ in order to, uh, to prevent it. Number one and most important is if you have, if you receive an email, a text message, you don't know where it came from, a pop-up, an e email, whatever, you have no idea who, was, who the sender is and there's a, a clickable portion in that message, don't click it. Yes. yes. <laughs> just, just don't, don't ever. It's don't 2020, ever, ever. 2023 people do not click on anything in an email. Right. That's correct. So if you're even checking your emails, I don't think I checked an email, my personal emails in for years now, but yeah, don't click on anything. Yeah. Like even if you think it's a legitimate <clears throat> message, you're, you're better off just like if you, if you believe you're getting a message from Riverfront, pick the phone up, look up our number on the website, Hopefully you have, hopefully you have that on, you know, perhaps you have it on speed dial. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, what you want to do is just reach out to us and we, we could confirm whether the message is legitimate or not. Another uh, good way to avoid account takeovers is using a strong password. Yes, I agree. Uh, you know, not password, yeah, password as your password or, you know, that was the biggest joke many years ago, but... Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, 
cybersecurity companies are recommending phrases. So, you know, using phrases, for instance, uh, you, you know, Tim is an awesome CEO. Yes, I like that one. <laughs> you got to add one, two, three, four exclamation to the end of that. Tony is a marketing genius. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? That, you know, I like his passwords, Tony. Yes. Like so far, yes. Yes. So really. Hey, what about mine? Like right? Joel's an okay podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> You're an excellent podcast. <laughs> there you go. Exclamation, exclamation. Exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> so. And again, I just jotted some of these items down. I don't want to <clears throat> exclude anything. That's the reason I did that. So another one would be to change and protect your online banking password. So you want to, not only do you want a, a long password or, or, or a phrase, but you def, definitely want to pr uh, protect it. You don't want to write it down somewhere. And if you do write it down, you want to write it down in, you want to put it down somewhere where it's going to be secured behind some sort of password. Yes. And a long password. A long, long password, <laughs> right. And you should change your password every three to six months. There, mm. yep. How many incidences do we see out there where we're, we're getting reports of information being hacked? Yep. Pa and if they get your information from, what, from one venue, what ends up happening, we as consumers, hey, you know, we get a little uh, lazy in putting to get, put, using one password mm -hmm. across all platforms. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be, once your password is leaked out there somewhere, it's not going to be hard for the bad guys to figure out exactly how to get into your online banking. Right. Definitely, definitely. That's very, very true. And the funny thing is, is some people think, oh, I'm nobody. Who wants to get into my account? They, there's nothing. And it's not necessarily that they want to get into you specifically, but you become part of a whole umbrella of people that they want to get into. So if they get $30 here, $100 there, $1,000 here, $1,000 there, it all adds up to for them. So it's more than just, hey, I'm nobody. I don't even have that much money in my account. But no. Whatever you have, they're willing, more than willing to take, even if it's like $1,000 from my daughter's uh, uh, savings account. So that definitely, definitely want to keep your password strong and all that good stuff. One more point, too, that I believe is, is, is pretty uh, prevalent uh, right now, and it has been for a, a few years now, <clears throat> is, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this in, in detail, but just kind of going back to your list of, of, of woes uh, is ransomware. And that's when they lock your files down and regardless of, they, they lock your computer down, really. And, and then they use that, they hold that over your head to get your files back to pay them money. And it doesn't matter about really how much do you have in your account. You can't get to anything. And, no. and who, who doesn't use their computer for everything now nowadays exactly so anyway i don't know if we was going to cover that, that or not but just a point that uh, that's a very salient point number one and it's a very it, it's something actually that i'm aware of a situation right now where an individual is using a computer that is 15 years old wow okay yeah, that's true so that's problem number one 
Is that Windows 3.1? What is that? <laughs> oh, wow. 15. That's Windows, definitely Windows 95 or right. something like that. that 98 is they might be using worse. Yeah, that might, they might be using punch cards as far as I know. <laughs> be, Tony, that'd be Windows 3.1.1. <laughs> right. well, 3.1.1 was when the network uh, accessory God, right. was added to it. <laughs> that is hilarious. Right? <laughs> Actually, f- Memory funny lane. thing, I, I was at the IMAX theater the other day. I'm not going to say which one. But I saw on a screen an old Windows screen popped up. Now, I don't know if it was a joke or what, but it looked like the computer they were using to run the IMAX was like a Windows 95 or 98. Really? I don't know. I was like, whoa. Right. But yeah, anyways, let, let's let's continue. But yeah. <laughs> my, my point there is that uh, the, indiv- the individual, and again, I'm aware of the situation, it's ongoing, actually spent money with, sent money to hackers. Yeah. And not an insignificant amount. Mm. to unlock a 15-year-old computer. But Oof. the solution would have been to replace the computer every couple of years right. and keep and keep the security yeah. up to par. Mm-hmm. So if there's just a lot of, you know, that's, if you have older technology, you might want to reconsider it. Mm-hmm. You know, kudos to the hackers because I didn't, wouldn't even think they'd have something compatible with something that old. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they're really diving in deep and going back for that. Wow. I, I think it's a fairly simple file. Yeah. Too, but, that they can... They can but do that. Still, that's that's an old computer. And and you would think too that that more sophisticated businesses, you know, obviously financial institutions, uh, I would say should be in the top one percent mm-hmm. of of those those industries or, or those businesses. Uh, it wasn't six eight months ago that I read an article in one of the trades that a financial institution we we don't name names here, uh, but they got. They got hacked, and and yeah, their data, their entire organization was was held for ransom. Yeah, the the scary thing is not yeah, if, it's it's a matter of when and just being prepared for the, when that situation happens. Exactly, and, and we're, we're you know, fingers crossed. Right, but yeah, so that's account takeover. It's a it's a scary scary thing. Uh, moving on to the next one, which is check fraud. Check now. I can't tell you the last time I wrote a check. I don't know the last, I can't remember the last time I actually cashed a check, but people actually still do use checks and there is a, a good amount of fraud with them. Steve, how, how much fraud do you see? Is that with the, the older generation, the younger, or just everything in between? We still see it, not to the degree that we've seen it perhaps maybe uh, five to 10 years ago, but it's still out there for sure. It's just a matter of an individual. Usually, it's an individual that you don't know that wants mm-hmm. you to that wants you to cash a check for him. Right. Yeah. So, under what circumstances would that happen? Right. So, hmm. I'm, a first example would be a mystery shopping scam, whereby you might have been, you might have applied for a job online and were offered the job as a mystery shopper. Mystery shopper will send you a, ch- a quote unquote check hmm. for let's say twenty five hundred dollars. Your your fee for doing this work for being a mystery shopper is going to be the grand total of five hundred dollars. All you all you got to do is take that check, deposit it at your financial institution, take the cash, take a thousand dollars to one store. And take a thousand dollars to another store, wow. and it initiate transfers—a Western Union MoneyGram type transfer. 
you get to keep the five hundred dollars. Wow. However, that check is fake. Right. Yeah. And what ends up happening is you get a you get a call from your friendly neighborhood uh, financial institution and they will say, bring the money back. Right. And and at that point, sometimes the tears start flowing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really a sad situation. Yeah. Uh, and here you thought you hit a little bit of a jackpot and right. next thing you know, it's like, no, you didn't. It, it is. It's a very sad situation. And it's just one of those things that if, if something's too good to be true, mm-hmm. usually is. Yeah. Right. Really is. I heard they were getting is. actually a little high tech with that because people use mobile deposit now. So what these scammers are doing are emailing pictures of checks and saying, just take a picture of your, your monitor and do it via the mobile deposit and we can do it that way rather than me having to actually send you a physical check. So that, that I'm like, wow, that, that's, that's pretty intense it is, right there. It is intense. Yeah. It's it pretty crazy. So definitely, you know, once again, just don't trust them. You, you can't, unless they're some way verifiable, you, you, you just can't trust stuff like that. And, and there's variations of that a, pers- a personal assistant. They're going to send you checks maybe to purchase a computer you're going to cash the check and send the money, the money back Western right. Union. So they can actually then they can set they can have a computer delivered to you. Right. Uh, the other variation would be the car wrap decals where they're again, they'll send you a check, fake check. You take it to your bank. You send the money in to have the order of the decaling of your vehicle for advertising purposes. That's going to re- that's going to result in you receiving money on a weekly, biweekly, monthly basis is going to be a means to income for you. And then that check blows up. And again, you end up not in a good position. Well, some of these I haven't even heard of. Yeah. It, one, one other point too, and, and I know it's kind of an, a, a little bit older one. What was that, that, uh, that check scheme that was going around where, where you, you won this, $25,000 prize, but you've got to go cash this $2,500 uh, uh, check is and that, send it back to us. Is that from the Saudi prince? I forget. Right, is something, the, the Nairobian <laughs> scam yeah, or yeah. something like yeah, that. that. I don't know if that's if that's exactly who it was, but, you know, my question has always been, so, you know, I, I've been doing this for uh, a, a year or two. So uh, my first question was always, did you enter something to win this and they're like well no i was just randomly selected <laughs> well if you didn't you know my, one of my cautions would be if you didn't enter into a sweepstake or uh nairobian sweet cash or whatever you know sweepstakes or whatever they're called then the chances are real good that the check is not good yeah if you did not somehow initiate the process there's no way that you were picked. right it's right. just no way. No way. It's too big of a world. Weirdly, we've we've talked to people where I know, you know, everyone knows that they never entered any sort of lottery. Right. But they will say that they did enter the lottery. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the lotteries that I entered, uh-huh. I did not win. So <laughs> full and fair disclosure there. Oh, wow. So our, our next topic is card fraud. So I had spoken a little bit about my, uh, my thing with card fraud. Uh, 
Steve, what else? What else are you going to tell us about card fraud? You know, when you think about card fraud, it's really a, it's really a, a type of of ID theft. Mm -hmm. Think about yeah, it, right? Yeah, that that card is your that's your property. That's your ID. Mm -hmm. So, a couple of tips in regards to card fraud. Card fraud. I've been uh, in banking for about forty years. I've had bank accounts for even longer than that. I've never had an incident of any sort of card fraud. And I think oh, that's oh, Come on, Steve. Come on, Steve. I'm knocking on wood doing? for you. Don't do this. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see myself as a, atypical. I mean, we we see that on a daily basis because we, we work in a financial institution. We see the reports, et cetera. Uh -huh. So, so I'm, what I'm saying is it, it's it's not a, it's it's something that you just have to be again our members they're they're members of the credit union we're members of the credit union we all need to work together in order to make sure that we minimize losses it's one thing to have a loss on your credit card or debit card it's another thing to not look at your account balance for a couple of weeks and then the horse has left the barn, you know, the, the yeah. funds are gone. And right. then we just it's a, it's it's cleanup situation. So the best thing to do is re immediately report it to your financial institution. Yes. Good um, words. Do we see much of the, the chips scanning, um, you know, with the you know, I see a lot of the wallets, you know, the masking wallets that, you know, they say to get so uh, people can't walk by you and scan your information is that is that something that we need to uh or is that something that you're noticing coming through like um i'm what i from my understanding is this is kind of uh when when they're getting information from the dark web when i say they i mean the fraudsters are buying information from the dark web they're creating uh cards they're creating old school cards not necessarily the chip cards. Right. Mm. And a lot of it is using numbers and making purchases. And they, we know how easy that is to do online right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I, any sort of technology that can be implemented, I think is a positive moving forward. There's no doubt about it. It's mm -hmm. only going to help. Mm -hmm. As far as the actual numbers, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there hasn't there hasn't been any sort of great reduction in those numbers, but I think the card industry, there's still some things that are out there that can be improved upon. Okay. New technology moving forwards. Who knows if we're even going to be using plastic in in 10 years, right? In five. One, one thing to that, though, Tony, I believe, uh, to add a little more color to it, I believe while we're still seeing uh, a higher number, since the 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 implementation of the chip is that we still have the the uh, the the scan uh, the, the mag strip on the back of the card. So what the what the fraudsters are doing they're they're getting these bulk cards and they're loading the the mag strip and and then they they sell those cards and they go out and swipe them. Okay. Hmm. So until the until the mag strip and and the mag strip reader is is more or less eliminated right. from the uh, retail side of right. things and that's a lot of the skimming thing <clears throat> that you can see at, yeah. uh, at the gas stations and exactly stuff. yeah exactly and those are very realistic like um it, it's amazing how it's really easy to fall prey to that stuff because you're not it, it looks real yeah 
Well, I believe what well, you know. We're, we're the 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 lane that we're in now, uh, and and I think everybody is in that lane is going to tap to pay uh, the mobile wallet in in these smartphones right. and things right. of that nature. Uh, I believe that is probably going to be the uh, the litmus test, if you will, uh, to start seeing some of this uh, card uh, fraud reduce right. holistically. That's right. We actually, if you visit our website today, you can find out that... Shameless we, plug. Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> if you go to our website today, you can learn about how you can get Riverfront on your mobile wallet. We, all of our, is it all of our debits and credits? Yes, sir. For the, yeah. All of our yeah. debits and credit cards yeah. are actually able to go into your mobile wallet so that uh, hopefully you don't have to worry about this card fraud. So on to our next topic, uh, P2P fraud, that is person-to-person -person fraud which is your uh, your Venmos, your, uh, what are other ones that are Cash out there? App. Cash App. Cash App. Zelle. Zelle. Mm -hmm. Who we use. Yes, we use Zelle. And go to our website. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go to riverfrontfcu.org and you can learn all about Zelle right. and how to properly use it. <laughs> so, Steve, P2P fraud, how does that work out? From what I've heard, you know, a lot of institutions, if you lose your money via a person-to-person -person fraud, it is gone. Gone, gone. Once you press that send button, you better make sure that you know who you're sending it to because it is it is gone. It's like yeah. handing cash over to somebody. Yep. And it's really difficult. I mean, I'm not saying impossible, but it is difficult if there is a problem or if there's an issue, it's next to impossible to get that money back. Do you think people are viewing this... The same way they're viewing, like using a PayPal or um, if you're on your Amazon account where you're like trusting that that's vetted as opposed to these P2Ps, they need to be viewed as if you walk into a store and is physically handing or walking down the street and physically handing cash to someone that if you don't know, as you just said, if you don't know them, why are you even doing this? I'm a big Penn State football fan. I purchased tickets online Is for the college. <laughs> <laughs> I purchased tickets for that and actually look at a site that it's a, actually a Facebook site and it's not a marketplace site. It's simply a, a page. And what it is, is season ticket holders that are out there selling their season tickets. So I'm, I admit that I actually used Zelle or PayPal to purchase tickets in that way. However, before I did that, I made sure that I did my due diligence on a seller. What does that mean? Well, just looking at their history on the, yeah. on the site, knowing that they've been on there for a long time, looking to see if they've had tickets posted previously, seeing if they've had any feedback. Very similar to what you would see like on a site like eBay. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's out there and they're a brand new uh, subscriber to that site, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. do it. Right. But it's just it's just applied common sense is the, is the way I see it. That has never changed. It, so that's, that's always true. Um, so the biggest I think the biggest issue with P two P payments is really going back to the first subject that we've spoke about, and that's the account takeover. We will not send you a text message telling you that you have a problem with your with your Zelle, that you need to call this number, that they're going to, that you, you they're, they want you to provide your user ID and password in order to assist you get, perhaps they will imply that you sent money somewhere that you, that you right. didn't, you know, you didn't. So 
that is really the key. And, and that's where we've seen some issues with members in the past. So, so basically, they're like scaring someone into doing something. Exactly. Right? Like if you don't do this right now, oh my goodness, you're not going to be able to do blah, blah, blah. Right. So, so it's the fear factor that they're using. No legitimate financial organization is going to ask you for any of your private information via text or email. No. They're no. going to ask, at most, they're going to say there potentially is an issue with your account. Uh, please give us a call. Not even providing the number. Please give us a call. And, yeah. and they will, but, you know, the, the best practice, obviously, is uh, to look up or, or you already have their number, give them a call, say, hey, Tony, did you send me an email saying I've got an yeah. issue? Yeah, yes, you do. I'm glad you called. Right. <laughs> Use the magic Google machine and right. find the financial right. exactly. website. There you go. And then from there, you, you should be able to contact somebody. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. I think we cut you yeah, off we real did. quick. No, no, it's uh, Steve. Really, we just do that on this podcast. <laughs> so, so this is how you roll down here, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, so we're we're kind of back to that uh, that item that we first spoke about at number one, and that is really the your if you give out your user ID and password, you're giving away the keys to the castle. Yeah, you're done. Don't ever do it, mm-hmm. and. A little known, you know, in a little known fact about doing that, like we talk about, like with card losses, there are regulations that you're only responsible for. A lot of lenders, you're not responsible for fraudulent purchases made on your credit card or debit card. Sometimes your debit card, most times your debit card. But if something happens whereby you volunteered your information to a third party, any losses that occur under your account, it would be your responsibility. There's no recourse for that. It's similar right. to sending the money with a peer-to-peer payment. Then once you send that press send, money's gone. Dis- right. it, it's, it disappears. How many times, though, do we see our parents, you know, elderly parents? And, and I mean, Joel, Joel and I talked about this briefly. It does not have to be elderly, but... You know, different generations have different concepts. Um, my my pop did not want to do anything electronic. He wanted everything either cash. And when he did do the electronic stuff, he'd ask one of us kids, right. hey, here's the money. Can yep. you? And it's like, what? You're, you're putting, sending me to the wolves. Like, what do you? But like his, <laughs> and after repeatedly explaining to him, after being in the industry myself for a while, it's like, dad, it's safer just you know, electronically is okay. You just got to follow these, you know, follow the common sense. Yeah. And it's like, but I, I, I have friends whose, whose parents were scammed, you know, had somebody call and say, you know, you know, you know, let me, you know, I can help you. And as Steve, as you said, use your name and password and boom. And they would be, stay on the phone for a while, making it sound legit, say yeah. everything's covered. And then next thing you know, gone. Hmm. So, you know, and it's it's not just elderly, but I'm just saying like that's I, I I'm I'm always asking you know mentioning to mom like okay you know you're on top of this right you know so yeah. just for that reason yeah the unknowing and and uh, the highly susceptible are are the are the targets yep we have hundreds yep. we have hundreds of years of ex- of banking experience here. At Riverfront yes, so probably just in this almost podcast. In this, yeah, right? almost in this room. <laughs> okay, All, okay, I know I got about twenty-two years experience. Hey now. <laughs> so, I always say to members, any opportunity that I have, 
if there's anything ever questionable, and this goes to members, it goes to our frontline staff, it goes, it goes to everybody. If there's anything that you want to run by us, run by me, just we're a phone call away, right. yes. a text away, an email away, please reach out. We can, we can give you assurance that what you're doing is cool. We can tell you if you're, what you're doing is likely going to end up a problem. Yes, definitely. Very good advice. Very, very. So the last topic, and this one could potentially be the most expensive one for Lost, would be uh, wire fraud. Because I don't even know what the limits are to a wire transaction. So you got to be very careful with these. <laughs> Interestingly enough, this is really, um, first of all, when you press that send button, it's very similar to sending money by Zelle or, or Cash mm -hmm. App. Mm -hmm. The money is essentially gone. Mm -hmm. The only way that you can possibly get those funds back is if the individual on the other side delayed in picking up the money at the other financial, the receiving financial institution. And likely if it's a fraudulent situation, that money, they were going to burn rubber down to get to, to that bank and take that money out. <laughs> right. That money's long gone. They were waiting on it as it was coming in. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but with, with wire fraud, it's really... It's really not too different from some other things that we talked about, including with the check, with the um, with the secret shopper scam and, and things like that. Or perhaps it could be a situation where somebody's going to buy something from you online, uh, Facebook Marketplace. They're going to sell you something for ten thousand. They mistakenly send you a check for thirteen thousand. They want you to wire the money back. Go to your bank cash to check and wire $3,000 back to mm -hmm. me. So that's the way that sort of scam works. And there's also situations where homeowners um, are, are getting their email hijacked and wiring closing money when, when trying to get a mortgage and getting false instructions and sending tens of thousands of dollars to who they think is their settlement agency. Mm. But in reality, it, it, it's a scamster, a scammer, yeah, or a scamster, or either way, <laughs> whatever you want it. Right. So well, I, have a, I have friendly. a few other. I have a few other names for them too. That we, you know, I don't think we could say those now, Tim. We do try to keep this G. Right. So it it just really boils down to this. You know, what you might want to just do that transaction while you're at the settlement agency right if, when you're face to face with folks yes. versus trying to do something through an email yeah definitely boils down to that so so that's our topics for today uh any final words we'll, we'll start with you tony any any final things you want to say to people yeah just just due diligence i mean that's yes and then we're all accountable for that exactly it's almost like you have to verify then trust it's not trust and verify it's verify then hey, trust what, joel what's your uh what's your take on that you don't trust anybody oh no no i <laughs> that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic yeah. that's yeah. another that's another podcast exactly my my golden rule is i don't trust you or, or believe you until you prove yourself different right so so steve steve any final words you have to say for the people I think the two important measures that a member or, or actually anybody can take in order to avoid bad things happening in your account at the behest of a fraudster would be, A, go into your account and look at it on a daily basis, okay? Definitely. 
and, and B, take every measure that you possibly can to keep your account secure. Change those passwords, use phrases, change it periodically. And um, if you do those two things, in my view, it's going to go a long, long way to protect yes. your interest in your money. And you can trust Steve because Steve, we knocked on all the wood we could possibly find. He's never had any fraud against him. Right. So we're going to continue to knock on wood for Steve. <laughs> Tim, Tim, final words. Yes. Yes, I do have a few. Uh, I, and this is just me personally. And, and, and when I have an opportunity to talk to, to uh, groups, it be, it be it students, businesses, and things of that nature, which I do often uh, get to do. And like here and now, I'll say the same thing. So I, I have developed uh, uh, my own personal practices to protect my information and my identity. And, and, and they are simply this, uh, avoid answering calls from numbers that you don't know. Let it go to voicemail. If it's important, they're going to leave you a, they're going to leave you a voicemail and you can call them back. Uh, so if, if there is somebody that you routinely talk to, they're in your contacts. So uh, just, uh, you know, avoid opening emails and text from those that you don't know. Just like the call, did I ask for that email? Like us, we get, you know, we get, uh, we get spam calls and emails all the time. Uh, and, and that is a quick route to the delete bin for me, uh, yes. unless I'm expecting it uh, or I know you. Never select a link from an unknown source, as we talked about earlier. Uh, if you know, a lot of a lot of times you get an email or a text that says, "Oh, you won this. I need you to click on this link, and it's going to take you to our website, and you can claim it." Right? Mm -hmm. No, you can't. <laughs> you know, uh, if if it's legitimate, that means you entered for something, or maybe you was selected randomly. Look the company up. Give them a call. Don't use the number or the information that's provided in the the, the text or the email. Look the company up. If they're legitimate, you can find them. Yeah. Give them a call, and they're going to say, dude, I've never heard of you. And we don't give stuff away. Exactly. So there you go. Anyway, uh, I think it was a very uh, important and timely uh, topic today. And, and, and another one, a couple of things we've been talking about is, uh, is security and, and uh, lengthy passwords and stuff like that. In an upcoming episode uh don't know when yet but in the in the next few i think we're going to have our it guy yeah uh, chris reed come in and uh talk to us about security yeah I'm sure and how how can that. you how can you uh uh develop and maintain the appropriate levels of security including these long passwords and phrases uh to keep you out of harm's way yes he will be excited to know that <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you guys don't know Chris, but Chris seems like, what? I'll let him know when I leave here today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's all we have for today. If you are a victim of fraud, please do not be embarrassed to call your financial institution and let them know. Call them right away. Make sure that it is taken care of because we will handle that. Uh, that's all we have for today. And remember, if you want to make your life easier, keep following the current. Keep following the current.